Howdy there, folks. I'm Isaac, and I have a Sigma-class spaceship. And I'm Claire, and I have amazing bubble power. And this is Make, Make That, that Game. So fast. <laughs> Where we pitch the latest. Greatest. New video game ideas. That um aren't in the process of being made, or probably ever going to be made. Want one. Ta-da! <laughs> I like how you went for the womp womp and I went for the da, you know, <laughs> different moods. Uh-huh. So Isaac, last week you, uh, you said you're no longer a gamer. Have you reestablished your gaming cred? Have you been gaming this week at all? A little tiny bit. A little tiny bit. A, a little teensy, tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny bit. Uh, I did play more Kirby with a little, a, a, a little, a little friend of mine. <laughs> called claire it's oh, wow. you <laughs> a little friend of mine yeah no i don't want to be my, a little friend of yours to be honest with my partner <laughs> uh played a little kirby almost done with that and yeah exciting well, times it's getting harder it's getting tougher it's no longer baby mode to be clear almost done in that like we're almost at the last battle i guess dungeon whatever you call it which but... i could actually that's just speculation based on the area that we're on that and me i mean using I don't think my you're... video game knowledge i don't think you're wrong though because also just using my like story structure knowledge they've upped the stakes with kidnapping the little fairy who's our friend that's versus true. just waddle d's so now it's personal so it does yeah. feel like we're getting to the end um however we are only 42 percent completed in the game so there's still a lot of game to game you know yeah we gotta find all the little secrets we got to get all the Waddle Dees so we can complete Waddle Dee Town. Mm-hmm. We got to complete the town. We got to get all of them. We got to get all of them. So there's still a lot to do. But yes, yeah. we were playing some Kirby. Um, besides that, I downloaded and played a new game called Tokoyo Tokyo, The Tower of Perpetuity. It's an interesting little platformer roguelike, which I will deep dive into. Not really deep, but um, I'm going to give you the old honks and the new bonks. I don't know why I said it like that, on Tokoyo, The Tower of Perpetuity, which uh, is available on Switch and PC, I believe. Then I also, last night, got sucked into No Man's Sky, the Leviathan update. So No Man's Sky does periodic updates, which like big amounts of content. Uh, I think the last time I brought up No Man's Sky was right when they did the combat update. So they added a whole bunch of new kinds of uh, enemies and changed the way combat worked a little. I played it for like 30 minutes and was like, combat feels the same. There's just new enemies. Uh, And then I completely skipped the pirate spaceship combat outlaw one. But I'm on the Leviathan update, which adds space whales and a roguelite mode. So they have the No Man's Sky has these things called expeditions where each patch content update for a number of weeks it seems i i've never really delved into these but they look like they're temporary because it says i have four weeks to complete this but 
it basically gives you missions besides the infinite survival mode, like the survive and explore basic mode. This one, you start on a planet, you have to get your memories back. And as you get memories, that unlocks like random upgrades for your suit and weapon and spaceship. And every time you die, you start back at the beginning, but all of the memories that you've unlocked will give you new randomly generated stuff. So like you lose all of the little resources that you found, but you can keep like the large scale stuff. I think that's what the text boxes have said. I have not actually died yet, except for the singular time that they forced me to, to proceed. So either this is easy baby mode or what, I don't know. Uh, a big part of it is exploring like derelict freighters, which are infested with aliens, but the alien infestations come in the form of like nests that if you don't disturb, they don't hatch. So I'm pretty much freely walking around, grabbing everything I want and then leaving. <laughs> so we'll, I I'll see if they make that any harder, if that was just the first one was a freebie, but I don't know so much for, for dying so much for roguelite so much for combat at all. Uh, I found more wow. danger in the random wild wildlife. That was pretty bitter. That was pretty uh, deep. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my gaming. Uh, I do have some gaming news, a rarity on this podcast, but, you know, sometimes we break it. As, as some people know, I am a big Warhammer fan. And this, this last week, Warhammer Skulls Festival, which I guess is like their video game festival, uh, a bunch of games went on sale and they also made a couple of announcements and I just want to pick two that looked the most interesting to me. Uh, one of them is Bolt Gun, which is the ultimate 40k game it looks like. I After seeing the trailer for this, I don't understand why you would make any Warhammer 40,000 game except for a boomer shooter game. It does not make sense to me that you would do any other situation and now what is that okay a, you're going a boomer shooter is like um a first person shooter from the 90s like the entire trailer looks like a modded doom like the original doom <laughs> i'm not getting any reference points yet <laughs> of uh, what this is. yeah i didn't play I video mean, games in the 90s yeah it's like since so, came out in the year 2000 so i really didn't <laughs> <laughs> I I like I don't know how to describe this to somebody who isn't familiar with like the basic concepts but like I mean you're, you're familiar with a first person shooter right like Call of Duty yes yes so yeah. it's basically Call of Duty but without any of the modern graphics or modern design uh innovations so i think this is actually going to be really relevant to the game i'm pitching today it turns out oh interesting that's really cool yeah but um so i do have some bad news about bolt gun yeah <laughs> it's not going to be out until 2023 aka when my chaos space marines will get their second wound hey yo that's a little joke for the tabletop gamers out there that's that's a little yeah. joke for me and the tabletop gamers. They loved it. Yeah, I'm. They're going wild right now. They're going wild. I know at least one listener is out there. Like, oh, yeah. Snap. If you if, if you like that joke, please tweet at us at Make That Game Pod. <laughs> uh, send us a DM on Instagram or send us an email. You know, we want we'd love to hear it. 
uh, our tabletop yeah. fans and our gamer fans, uh, where they intersect would be great. Um, yeah. The so yeah, the second game that looks interesting that they announced is uh, Rogue Trader. So Rogue Traders in Warhammer are these um, people who get spaceships and they get a right of trade. So the the power, the government in power basically gives them, uh, you know, the bit in Parks and Rec where the guy, the cop comes up and he's like, hey, do you have a permit to do that barbecue? And like the guy with the mustache hands him a paper that just says, I do what I want. <laughs> that's That's what the right of trade is. We need so, to get Parks and Rec. Like, we need to get it. And I say get it because <laughs> it's no longer on Netflix. Oh no. Oh yeah. I searched it. I searched the used video store for uh for DVDs of it sometimes. Incredible. But I haven't found a box set and I don't want to buy like season two just alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you need all of it. But but yeah, so you basically play as a person who has like the literal version of that note. Like literally you have the right to do whatever you want as long as it makes money for that you then get taxed by the government. So, you know, you get a lot of freedom. You get to hang out with aliens, which is basically a no-no. Uh, you get to do a lot of stuff. So that's like an interesting setting. Um, the tabletop RPG version is has always been interesting. It looks decent. It's made by the same company that did the latest Pathfinder games. Speaking of, I need to play the latest Pathfinder games to see whether I'd like like Rogue Trader or not on a gameplay level. Uh, it, they've gotten a lot of rave reviews, but I have not actually played them yet. So there's there's my news from Warhammer Skulls. That my little side passion. Actually, I would probably say tabletop is my primary passion video games are my side the, the reason i'm not playing video games often is often or as much is because i'm often like painting or building models but yeah anyways now, Isaac, don't you have like a whole stream set up for you building models and playing I, tabletop games i do actually which, what is it uh, called how can our listeners engage more content with isaac if you want more isaac content specifically isaac tabletop gaming content it is table it gaming on Twitch, Twitter, and Gmail, and Instagram. I believe all of them are Table of Gaming. Wow, I'm so good at this. Anyways, twitch.tv slash Table at Gaming. T-A-B-L-E-I-T-G-A-M-I-N-G. Good job. We stream Mondays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. EST to like 10, 30, 11 EST. Boom. Check us Boom. out. You did it. Anyways, look at you. Yeah, but not in the plug section. But anyways, do you have any latest gaming endeavors slash newses according I mean, to my show outline? Sort of. I don't really have news. I never. I feel like I never hear about news. I guess I heard about Lila Skyark. That was cool. I That's think, true. I, I found that. You broke um, that story. I broke that story. Yeah. I. Gosh, I have not really been gaming that much either. And I you don't played Animal Crossing. I saw I that. Did. No, I'm gonna, yeah, I can talk about it. I did play Animal Crossing. I, I will say that because I, I did talk a lot about paradise planning, whatever designer fun time and the DLC where you get to design things and specifically room vacation homes. 
Um, so I love that. So I usually log into animal crossing to do that, but then I get overwhelmed by like all the daily tasks on the Island. And then it becomes, you know, then it's been like an hour and a half and I've just collected like shells for no reason. And then I'm like, Oh, I haven't played. <laughs> I haven't actually played the game. I came on here to play. Uh, so that was a little frustrating, but I, you know, I love animal crossing. I got a new haircut in the game, got some Ooh. new, got some new threads. I would like to kick off a couple people from the Island, but that's not choice. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, when they're ready to go, they can go. I still feel bad because I didn't know you could fly to different islands to get a new person. I thought it, you just had to take the first person you saw when someone when you have a vacancy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't know. I would have told well, you. Well, you did tell me, but I had already done it once. And so I, that's why we have Sterling. Like, he's okay, but we're stuck with him because I thought he was the only choice besides a rando. Oh, Okay, you didn't know that you could like go to different islands. Correct. But you told me the next time we lost someone and that's how we got um, Admiral, who I love. <laughs> so that's good. I'm, I'm all in it for the grumpy villagers. I would just want a grumpy island if I could have it. Uh, you can, you know. Well, it, just, no. it takes some time. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't start over because we share a switch. <laughs> Which is so frustrating. You should be able to have two different islands if you have two different accounts, but... Well, I agree. I actually agree that it's it's a weird choice that they made that it's it's one switch per island. But I guess Animal Crossing has always had the, you know, multiple people hanging out in a little I mean, usually in er older games, I believe it was a little square where all of the player houses would be like you couldn't just place it wherever you wanted on the island. So there would be four houses for up to four players per island. And then I think in one of them, you actually had to be roommates with everyone. Like oh, it, it, it all shared one house, if I remember. And they were roommates. And they were roommates. It's Pride Month, y'all. <laughs> it uh, is. Yeah. Hey, Claire. Have you ever heard of a honk? Have you ever heard of a bonk? <laughs> you have? Good. I have. Present them to me. Okay. So one game I didn't get to say that I was playing. Um, I did start a new game. And it's called SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Oh. oh. So this is a game. Um, Isaac is, has a PlayStation membership. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So Isaac has a PlayStation membership. And as part of that, he gets like games for free every month. Um, I, th I like to think about it like the Kindle. You get like a, if you're, if you're a Prime member. Oh, hot tip. If you didn't know this, if you are an Amazon Prime member, you get one free book a month. Uh, you get to pick out of, they have like a list of new releases and sometimes oh, they're pretty good. So that's kind of like the audible credits, right? I don't know. I don't use audible, but oh, maybe, okay. but yeah, just any prime member though. You don't have to sign up special to anything else. Any Amazon prime member gets a free book a month uh, on Kindle. So, and you don't have to have a Kindle to use it. Just a hot tip, hot book tip from a not book podcast, but it's good to know. Anyway. So I, I see it like that, but he gets, so he gets the free games and sometimes he'll show me the games that are available and one was the SpongeBob game. And uh, I, I have not had any bad experiences uh, playing SpongeBob games. And I have played a lot because getting the internet coincided with my one year of being a SpongeBob super fan. Just one year? <laughs> yeah. Oh my wow. God, this game came out in 2020. Well, so it is a remaster of a game that came out much earlier. 
Okay. That's what the rehydrated stands for. Okay. Cause I was like, no way, no way did this game come out in 2020. I'll get to that in the bonks. Um, anyway, so SpongeBob, my love of SpongeBob coincided with getting the internet. So I got to, I played a lot of SpongeBob games on like Nickelodeon, like a lot of flash games, um, pretty much any SpongeBob game that they had, I would play. And I thought that they were all really fun. So I said, Hey, this game probably going to be a big nostalgia trip. Never played a console game. That's a SpongeBob because I didn't have a console. So this will be really fun. And yeah, so we're going to honk and bonk it. So I actually did find it really fun. It's, it's very, uh, it's delightful. (laughs) It's a delightful little game. Um, you know, if you love SpongeBob and you can get this game for free, like absolutely play it. (laughs) So one of the honks that I really like is that it shows you where, um, floating enemies are it's a very specific honk i guess but there's a mechanic where you can jump up really fast with bubble power and this is very useful because there's a lot of like floating things either enemies or buttons or something that you might need to do that for and they put a big circle with an x under the enemy even if it's moving so you know where to line yourself up to like to like successfully hit it that's really good actually Yeah, which I mean, okay, might be a little bit like obvious. I don't know if that like makes it too easy, but it's really convenient, especially since it is a third person like 3D game um, where it can be tough. Well, I guess it's not because you can move the camera all around. Like you can look at any in any angle you want to look. So I think it really helps to have that because you can get a little disoriented quickly, I think, um, as far as like where you are. So that's really cool. Um, they also have a great hint system. You know, I love a good hint yep, in a game. We love, does this one involve calling people? It does not. So this one, um, involves, and it's not, it was not perfect. Like the hints aren't also, aren't like amazing, but also it's a pretty easy game. So you don't need a lot of hints, but the hint mechanic is Gary, the snail. And you go to Gary and Gary will just meow at you just like the show. And then SpongeBob will be like, oh yeah, Gary. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me that I have to go over there to read this before I continue, you know, like, (laughs) so it's just super cute. Gary, they'll have a Gary in each location. So you can always find Gary and ask for a hint. I did find I was a little bit stuck um, in the first area and I went to Gary and Gary did not help me. So yeah, it's hit or miss, but I I think it's a pretty fun like thing to have. And to be fair, I should have figured out like it wasn't that hard what I was stuck on. So I see why they thought someone would be able to figure that one out on their own, which I did eventually. <laughs> um, and then my other, hunk, yeah, my other hunk is that it's just like goofy. Like it really like captures, I think the uh, spirit of the show, like SpongeBob runs around with his arms all silly and, and the, you know, the, um, what you have to collect are just called shiny objects and they're just weird shapes that are shiny. Like they're no, they didn't even try on that one, which I think is fine. Uh, they, you know, <laughs> you use your like main attack is swinging a net that makes a rainbow. Like, it's just a great time. If you go into an area, you're not allowed to be yet. Like it, you've gone too far. You like fall over and then the, the person hand animation from the show, like comes and picks you up. <laughs> So it's just, they added a lot of like neat little details that just make it goofy and fun. And so it's definitely, it's like, it's a very like 
chill, funny time. There, you know, there's very low stress in this game. <laughs> you just Good. get to we vibe. love a cozy game. You've got all the sound effects you know and love. So it was that was great. I do have a couple box though. Um, <gasps> and the first is related to me being like, oh my God, this is 2020. It was not. I need to figure out when it was. Um old, I have to assume, because it is incredibly the graphics tell me like. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, it was 2003. Yeah. It was 2003 was the original okay. battle for Bikini Bottom. That was a good year. Yeah, but I mean, so in 2003, this probably looked fantastic, but it is almost 10 years later. <laughs> and, not. Now, to be clear, the graphics are updated from them. Right. That's part of the remaster, so. Oh, God. Okay. Well, in that case, I mean, so it is like, <laughs> but maybe that made it worse, honestly. I don't know. Because sometimes when they upgrade graphics, it can be weirder. I, I, I just uncanny think, valley. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's not quite uncanny valley, but no, it does have like it has the distinct flavor of like old graphics, <laughs> like an old 3D game. Like you, you just know. Like you play, you log in, and you're like, yeah, this is not, this is not of today. Um, and it's not a terrible bonk, I guess, but I, I think there is like there's definitely a line when we started getting 3d games of like the 2d games and like that that style was still looked good and you know for what it was and then 3d graphics were like oh we're gonna try this and then it just to me looked absolutely terrible because they didn't have good 3d graphics but they just wanted to try it you know and then we're mm-hmm. now we're finally in i think like a good time it's kind of like if you watch like an old Pixar movie and you're like, oh my God, like it still looks okay, but you're like, what? Like we thought that was fine (laughs) or, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of like that. So I think you have, even though it was quote unquote remastered, there's totally the, the, the aura of just subpar, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we're going to do it because we can and not because it looks good. (laughs) Um, so there's that. The other bonk is that it does make me nauseous, unfortunately. Um, I think so far the only game that has camera movement like this that does not make me nauseous is Life is Strange. And I think it's because it does not have fast gameplay. Like I can go as slow as I want. I don't have to move quickly. I mean, obviously, if you're Isaac, you would. But (laughs) that's a choice, right? Like like, I don't have to, so I can move at my my own pace. Yeah. But for for a player, it is a choice whether or not you move quickly um, in that game. In this game, because there are enemies and you are solving puzzles really fast sometimes, like you have to move quickly throughout the, the game and the camera movement isn't yeah it's just making me a little nauseous not terrible like definitely it's playable but I can't play it for you know hours on end um and then my final bonk is it is a little too easy so I was talking about the shiny objects you have to collect they kind of just float around if there's one that's like literally like an in-game two feet away from the character it will be collected <laughs> like if there is like no challenge to getting these things physically at least like it's just it's just easy like it's an easy game like the even so far I mean I'm only on I guess like what you would designate as level two it's not really level but area two I guess they um like the big bad robots still only take one hit to kill like it's just oh it's but I mean I, I don't necessarily think this is a total ha- uh, bonk because obviously this game is for kids like this is not a game for like a Spongebob game for kids what yeah and it's also like it makes it relaxing to me like the fact like yes I've and I've died a couple times it's not like so easy that it's boring 
but it is very easy and they show you pretty much how to do everything and you know they they make sure you succeed but at that point you know to that point it does make it a very chill brainless game which is sometimes what you need so anyway overall enjoying it definitely would be playing it more if it wasn't making me nauseous but that's you know the life i live um but yeah that's my honks and bonks isaac do you have any honks and bonks for me yeah, as alluded to earlier, I have Tokoyo, The Tower of Perpetuity by Comment Out. Uh, that's the developer's studio published by Playism. Uh, it is, as I said, an interesting little platformer roguelike. Uh, so, you know, Mario style game, you're running around, you're jumping. It mixes bullet hell concepts so there's a lot of bullets flying all around the screen in different patterns that your your goal is to dodge them and uh so a lot more projectiles than like a normal platformer would have sometimes uh especially during boss fights like it can basically fill the entire screen with only little tiny gaps for you to have to jump through and like pretty precisely maneuver through the big the two big gimmicks it's got are one there is no basic attack button so you cannot like punch or shoot or anything during the game you can only use your skill which is you know for 15 seconds you'll shoot like a constant flamethrower in front of you something like that and once you use that it takes a while for you to recharge enough mana to use it again so you have to really plan out where when and where you're attacking and like make use of it very that's, well you yeah i just want to say that's a game mechanic i'm really unfamiliar with um it's like mana needed to like attack i think there's one game i've tried the um garden story that's the first game that i've, I've ever played that has that mechanic yeah yeah so it, it really it's makes annoying. you think like <laughs> if i use this attack on this like little slime enemy am I going to need it in the next room before I've recharged my mana kind of deal? Um, and then the second big gimmick is that the level, so the game being a roguelike, it has randomly generated levels. However, in this game, the levels only regenerate every 24 hours real time. So you have an entire day to play the same level. So actually, <laughs> That, that's going to be my first honk, is that because the level only resets every 24 hours, you can play the same level over and over again in the same given day with different characters, um, trying different items, because at the beginning of each run, you pick one of three items. You can pick those. Uh, There's some choices that change the layout of the tower. So like you'll find a statue that has like an angel and a devil, and you pick angel or devil and then the next few or maybe the rest of the tower is different based on what you choose so you can practice the route you can practice which characters you want to play you can practice fighting the bosses etc etc all within that 24-hour period and just try to get the best score that you can because when you die in a level or you die in real life no sorry (laughs) it, it shows you the high score of like all the other people playing the game and it'll show where you rate into it. So it'll show you the top half or the, the top like 100 people. And then it'll show where you actually fall in. So like you kind of can compare your score like, oh, the number one person has 200,000 points and I'm up to 20,000 points. Like, ah, uh, 
I've got a lot, I've got a long way to go. Oh boy. So I think that it's very interesting that they chose to have that system as a roguelike. So where yes, it's randomly generated, but it's set on a real world timer. And I think that that's fun. And I think that you particularly would be semi-interested in this because we were actually having a conversation about roguelikes <laughs> and roguelites last night yeah where you were like i don't like that i can't practice like the same battle over and over again yeah. well in this one da -da -da -da, you I, can <laughs> all right all right all right i might um, i might give it a try give it a <laughs> give it a walk around the block my that's what we call it <laughs> a walk around the block yeah. when you give a game a try that's what we call it folks in the uh that's a gamer term <laughs> <laughs> walk around the block so second honk is there's a lot of different characters to play right from the start um normally in these kinds of games what i'm used to is you start with one to four characters maybe like you know a limited amount and as you play through the game and complete secret objectives you can unlock different characters to play as this one as far as i can tell Every character in the game is just available to you right up, right out of the gate, which is fun and means that I get to try out, uh, you know, Robo Boy or Maid Boy or Dragon Girl. Which that, by the way, this is a very, this is a very um, weeb game, weeaboo game. So it's very, it's, it's got all the cutesy anime Japanese stuff that, uh, it's got that that quirkiness that some anime inspired games come with, <laughs> okay, <laughs> or I guess anime right. in general. Um, so that's actually really all I could come up with for the honks. Uh, nothing else gameplay wise really stood out. Like n nothing game design wise really stood out. It's like ah, this is particularly good versus you know an average like game of its type. So I'm going to go on into the bonks. I thought that the gameplay, based on there being no basic attack, I thought that the gameplay was going to be a lot more passive. So I thought that it was going to be a lot more based around dodging things. I mean, get, don't get me wrong. You do have to dodge things quite a bit. And there's there's a lot of dodging and like holding off on using your weapons. But I thought that boss fights were going to be like basically timed events. Mm -hmm. where instead of doing damage to the bosses you would just have to dodge them and it, okay. it it would be a very passive game almost pacifist um it did not know the attacking is a lot more important than i thought it was going to be based on the reviews that i read of it and the uh pitch on the store page so i was a little disappointed in that i i really wanted like a passive non-aggressive pacifist style game but this is not quite that if that's what you're looking for second bonk jumping didn't feel quite right oddly enough um considering it's a platformer game normally that's the number one thing to get done and this could just be me as my bonks often are but it gave me a hint at one point that holding down the button changes like how far you jump so the longer you hold down the higher you jump and even when i was doing that i was like not quite making some jumps like i was i could not 100 percent of the time do certain jumps 
which I thought was really weird. And I don't know if I wasn't holding down right, even if I'd be holding down the button the entire time, or if I was like triggering the double jump, because there's double jumps. If I was triggering the double jump too late and I had already like lost enough jump height. But I don't know. There was a lot of misjudging of height and distance, which with platformers, especially highly dangerous ones like this, I feel like you got to get jumping like perfect DCMO. And my third and final bonk is that the items, and I've been complaining about this a lot lately, their very numbers go up. They like feel completely meaningless. I, I pick up 40 items and I don't feel an impact in the gameplay at all. Like items are like plus 11% jump height, which you'd think would be an impact. I don't know. I start a new run and my jumps feel exactly the same. Plus 5% movement speed. I don't feel that 5% extra movement speed. Uh, like plus 1.5 mana every time you enter a new room. I figure you kind of feel, but when, when you're on a 30 second timeline and you change a room, like maybe every 15 seconds, it's, it, it, it's not super impactful. Like if you get a bunch of items of the same kind, I guess they stack up to be a big impact, but since it's all random, I'm picking up all these disparate effects that don't build up into something meaningful over time. And, or, I mean, over time, I guess they eventually all would become super meaningful, but I don't know. I just did not feel like as I was picking up items, my character was getting stronger in any way. So that was kind of a bummer. But yeah, that's Tokoyo, the Tower of Perpetuity. I will definitely be playing more of this and I think be having a good time with it. I'm excited to see what the tower looks like today. Nice. Awesome. So, Claire. Yeah. Do you want to tell do you do you want to give me your idea for the next best video game I do I do and I feel like I feel like this might be an easy way out and I also feel like someone's probably made this joke before but I'm gonna do it again (laughs) all right hit me with it so the game is called house hunting okay and you're gonna be hunting houses in a first person shooter style arcade game okay And what I want the game to look like is uh, Oregon Trail 5's mechanic for hunting. Is that the one where you're like at the bottom of the screen and you just kind of click around and a little bullet pops out? Uh, Well, you don't just kind of click around. Animals move awkwardly toward like across the field and then you aim at them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, There's a there's a method. There's a method to the madness. Yes. So yeah. So but like yeah, that's what it is. Um, and I want, but I want the animation style to be very Monty Python animation. And so the house is kind of like they get up and they kind of like scooch and then they like okay. down again. Yep. Yep. I like this. I can. I can envision this. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 And yeah, I mean, your goal is to get like as many houses, obviously, like McMansions are going to get you more points than like a small ranch style house. Maybe there'll be house specific challenges like, oh, you can only get Federalist uh, revival style architecture this round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it also tests your, your knowledge, right? Um, oh, it's an, is this a learn them up kid game? Learn them up kids, I mean, comma, I don't think it- house hunters, it's edutainment. 
I don't know if it's edutainment because it's kind of silly. Like you would learn about houses, but I don't see this as a kid's game necessarily. Fair, so the kids yeah. could play. Kid, like it's kid friendly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Very simple, like arcade style. You know, you're trying to rack up as, an, as much points as you can. There's a couple different modes you can play in. And I assume it'd be timed. So like how many can you get in a certain amount of time? Um, you can pick different locations too. And that would like impact the way, because just like in Oregon trail, like depending on where you are along the trail, you can, you know, hunt in different environments. So like the plains, you know, woods, whatever you get different yeah. things. So obviously there's different types of houses all across the, mm-hmm. the nation and the world. So that can be fun too. Awesome. Sounds Some rare houses. <laughs> dope. Yeah. So house hunters. Uh, and I was inspired because, uh, my, my new job is tangential to real estate. So I was like, thinking, <laughs> I've just been thinking about real estate and I said, how can I make this a game? And that's, that's what it's actually. So technically the working title is house hunting because you're oh, hunting right. the houses. I can't steal a already trademarked, um, title. So that's house true. hunting, yes. house hunting the game. That's my game. Good. Well, I'll be excited to play it in 2023 when it comes out great um so that being said isaac do you have a game for me i do my i am just changing a very important thing about it Um, okay all right my game is called informant Hmm. and so you are a spy ant who must deliver vital intelligence to oh boy. the other ant. Inform ant. Yeah, that's what I just came up with. Because wow. it was just informant. It, I was expect I was anticipating like a World War II, like serious spy stuff going on. And then I was like, hold on. I always do a silly, goofy thing. It it's just called informant. That's not fun. That's just that's that's too literal or of, of a title or not literal enough of a title. So yes, you are now an ant in this idea. So it is a third person top down stealth game. So I haven't decided whether it's third person or top down. I think that there's merits to both. Um, third person, especially if you're an ant, I feel fits better because top down view of tunnels, of ant tunnels probably wouldn't be that exciting or engaging but if you're inside the ant tunnels third person yes um because this is a spy game you do have a gun but here's the gimmick you have one bullet in your gun and you cannot find any more guns or ammo because you are in an ant's nest and ants don't have guns except for you Uh, but you can find environmental ways to kill enemies so like you can open up a sealed door into like a a termite nest or something and they'll come out and kill enemies you can cause a little cave in um do stuff like that but for the most part you know the only way that you'll you you can only just like kill one enemy in the game but the thing is whichever enemy you choose to use that one bullet on assuming like there are specific enemies which will have very large changes on the game. So you can use it, like, if you get captured, you pew. Like, if you get caught by, like, a random guard, you can just pew, and there's your get-out-of-jail-free card once for that entire game run. Or, like, if you find the commander, you can Ooh. 
you can the commander yeah you find the commander you shoot him and like the army is in disarray so the patrols are less organized or don't go to certain areas if you like know that one person is going to sell you out like if you've played the game before you know oh this guy's gonna sell me out or like in a cutscene, you decide that you don't trust this person you kill them and boom suddenly you aren't discovered your treason isn't discovered until later because the person who would have given you away or brought the initial suspicion to you is is dead so that's that's the major thing is you've got the one bullet that can have very far wide-ranging effects on the game but for the most part you start off in the enemy anthill you are not expected to be a traitor. You can openly walk around except for high security areas that you aren't allowed to go into. Uh, your first task is to get proof of the intelligence that you're trying to deliver. So like a map or a photo or something. So you infiltrate into the high security areas, dodge people, get the item, and then you have to get out of the base. That's still going to be, you know, pretty easy because they still don't think anything sus is going on unless they like find a corpse of someone that you had to shoot to get to the thing. But once you escape the base, that's when they realize, oh no, someone stole the photo map, uh, queen egg, something like that. And then you have to run through the, I guess in an ant. The initial idea before it was ants, it was you were in a base, which was in the middle of a city, then you escaped the city, then you got to the city outskirts to meet the person to um give the intelligence to but since it's ants now i'm changing it you start in one anthill and then instead of a city you're going through like the forest to another anthill and then you actually have to infiltrate the other anthill to get to like their spy master to give the intelligence but none of the other ants in that hill know that you're an enemy or know that you're an ally so they will treat you aggressively so that's that's kind of like the the easy area because no one's really looking for you except for areas that are clearly marked as high security second area is there are patrols looking for you but you can dodge them because it's a pretty open area like you can hide behind a tree or a root or a bush or whatever and you can like summon birds like well like if you put bird seed in an area birds come down and like attack ant patrols and stuff and why wouldn't then the they third, attack you because you're hiding oh okay. you put the bird seed down and then you run away and then the patrol comes by and doesn't expect the bird seed and then a giant bird lands and then starts eating the patrol and then you run past before the birds notice you seems risky exactly we love risk reward in games and then the final area is the hardest area because it's tight tunnels just like the first area only everyone inside wants to fight you so you have to dodge everyone so it's the hardest area and then you get to the end you deliver the intelligence and win the game that is informant informant wow now would people play this more than once because it sounds like it could go pretty quick so it is yes uh, they probably would not play it more than once except for to see the various effects of mm. like if i shoot this character what happens uh but they wouldn't play it more than once for any i don't think any other reason like okay. except for a figuring that out and b speed running because every video game 
gets speed run. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Yes. If it exists, there will be at least one speedrunner for it. It, it. That's just how it works. Turnip Boy has a speedrun mode, right? Uh, yes, it does. If I remember you can, right, you can time yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the settings you do right at the beginning. Yeah, which is awesome. I, you know, we can't get through an episode without talking about how good this game is. Turnip Boy is the best game. Like Snoozy, this is the official Turnip Boy podcast. <laughs> Snoozy Kazoo needs to get on it, like get on making something else. They are working on something. Hold on. Snoozy Kazoo? Uh, news. They turned two on May 20th. Turnip Boy's anniversary was April 22nd. Uh... Maybe they aren't working on something. I could have swore I saw an announcement that's that of their like next game that they're working on. So they're keeping it secret, it looks like, because I'm not seeing any of it on their website. I mean, if you, you brought up like they're apparently the company itself is only two years old and that Turnip Boy's actually only been out for a little over a year. So it doesn't actually make make sense. They don't have something yet because they also up, had like added like updates to Turnip Boy too since. So <laughs> I get it, but. I would love another snoozy kazoo. Uh, it would be good. It would be good. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I play. I play that. Play the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I'll become a turnip boy speedrunner. That'd be great. Uh, I would like to see it, especially because I'm like the least fast at video games. <laughs> I'm like so slow. Speedrun this game in eight hours. The well, world you, record is 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, a fun, a fun thing for that is that Isaac is designing a game and I'll play test it sometimes. And I think the first section, I didn't it take me like an hour, over an hour. I like, think so, yeah. And you were, and what, how long did you want it to take? Um, I think 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm great at games. I'm really fast. <laughs> Not, I'm slow, slow, slow. Um, anyway, all right. Well, I love that game. It sounds very complicated, like complex, um, but I would definitely play it and give it a try. Now, have you ever wanted to like create a game idea, but you haven't really thought about it ahead of time and, and you're, you have constraints, like, like what you have to include in it. That's like basically every Sunday morning for me, the five minutes between when you ask hey you ready to do this podcast and I go yeah and I actually have (laughs) not come up with a game idea yet okay Uh, all right all right fair well what if I told you you could do that even more and we can do the rapid fire round oh incredible that's just what I've wanted to make four games in five minutes in one day at least I'll have help on these three that's true. We'll do it together. So <laughs> folks, we we take three random words from a random word generator. We have five minutes to create a game based on those three words. Uh, they can be loosely based. We've stretched before, you know, and we also have to come up with a name for the game. Isaac, are you ready for our first three words? I am ready. Okay. They are shadow. Shadow the hedgehog. Depressed. Oh, shadow oh. the hedgehog is depressed. And colon. <laughs> Colon as in C-O-L-O-N. The, hold on. Is that specific? That, that's the, the, the C-O-L-O-N. That is a body part and also the punctuation mark. Okay. Thank goodness. I was worried that it was only one. Um, okay. How, 
I mean, now, I was. I don't go... normally recommend stretching the colon, but. Oh boy! <laughs> Wait, See, what I... were you gonna go with? I was gonna go with like a learn up that's about like colons. Uh no no, no. I don't think so. I don't want to learn them up about colons. All uh, right. So all right. So colon is the two dots on yeah. top of each other, right? Correct. So if the character is a dot, all right, this is going to be hard to describe. So imagine that you've, you've got a screen. It's yeah. split down the middle by a line. Mm -hmm. There are, there is a, your character is represented on each half of the screen. And when you do input in one, it is reversed in the other screen. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if the bottom screen has reversed gravity etc both characters do the same thing they take input at the same time um but the levels are different so you have to be basically two different levels at once with the same input okay, i actually the, love this this would be a hot indie game like if this exists like this is like already like it's fire exactly and because every indie game is a metaphor for depression yeah just by is. just by it being an indie game, we already hit the depression category. And then the shadow part is the circles right. and shadows of each other. Exactly. I already got that. While yeah. being a colon. Being Boom. A colon. Uh, and this game is called. Um, it's called. What? The sound. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're done with two minutes and 30 seconds left. I don't know how you write that down, but that's what that's what I imagine. Uh, I would say that that would be P-W-O-H. I like Pwah. that. Pwah. All right. Are you ready for our <laughs> next three words? I am. After that very, very uh, mind space game. Yeah, that was that was good stuff. All right. Ooh, ooh, this is ooh. Oh, okay. Yes. Equip. Equip. Moving. Easy. Moving. All right. Post. So I need this to be a game about about mail. Okay. You are a postman. Yep. You have to continuously keep moving because you must deliver the mail no matter yep. what. So I'm imagining this being an auto runner. Which I don't know is, what that means. So that's a game where the level is automatically scrolling. Oh, um, ooh, like the most okay. annoying levels of. Uh, yeah, Kirby but but like, I get it. I think you're right. And then if you like miss a house, then you miss you just miss it. I think that's cool. I think for equip, what I want is for you to have special cool things you can get that a regular like mail carrier would not have. You know, like flamethrowers and like I don't know. I like the idea of. Um, having flamethrowers and stuff i like it being a zombie apocalypse yeah i mean you know what the post office says rain or shine sleet or hail we will deliver all your mail yep and that's <laughs> yes um is it wait did you make that up or is I that did. the actual one <laughs> no, okay. I, made that up. I don't let me look up i would let me see I, yeah, no, no, um, it has no official motto, the postman's oath. Neither rain nor snow nor sleet nor hail shall keep the postmen from their appointed rounds. Okay, uh, I was close and they really, they really missed an opportunity to rain hail know. with mail. You <laughs> completely, really you killed it. I mean, that that is going to be in the game. Uh, but 
All right, so it's a zombie apocalypse. You have to keep moving. You get upgrades that you equip. So I'm thinking that you throw the mail and you have to like get as close to the front door as possible. Okay. And you get points based on that. And you have to like destroy the zombies. And I came up with a name just now because this is a zombie apocalypse. It's going to be called post-apocalyptic. Boom. Okay. Two Ah. minutes and 50 seconds left. I want to play it. It would be also like the look would be more like an older like style game, I think. Oh yeah. Pixels. Yeah. Yeah, Pixels. pixels. But uh, actually one last design feature before I officially stop the counter Mm -hmm. is the guns and the mail use the same button so you have to you like you have to switch equipment okay so the, the, oh, the okay. throwing the mail counts as a weapon so you can't be throwing the mail while shooting the gun okay so, no that makes sense i feel like this game would be frustrating to play but it makes sense yes <laughs> okay. boom two minutes and 17 seconds left killed it Okay. We are nailed. We are, we're in, yeah, we are on a thousand. Roll. Well, now you jinxed it, probably. Let's see what our next words are. All right. Yeah. No, oh, I, this is not too bad. It. Not okay. too bad. Collapse. Collapse. Utter. Utter collapse. Okay. Easy. And That's the title. I. I. E Y I. E Y E. I mean. <laughs> e Y E. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Um. You're at the top of a tower, and as all towers do, there is a giant burning eye atop it. You have just defeated, the game starts you having just defeated the eye, and then you must go down the tower as it collapses. I like I like that we start at the end. Like we rarely see, you know, like how do you how do you get out of the situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is the escape. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to start a game with like a cutscene that's like, you did it. Yeah, th- this win. is the aftermath now. <laughs> and then you get out and you have to figure out how to do all the repairs in the town after all the battles. <laughs> Actually, there we go. Boom. Yes, we we have the action sequence at the beginning. And like it's it's there. Yeah. And you think that's going to be the whole game. But. Yeah, then you have to do the rebuild. Actually, so uh, this is a tangent, but there is a game where it's it's you play as a character in the world. The heroes have already won, but you are the one that goes around and like fixes the aftermath of the heroes. Like they'll have gone into houses and like smashed all the pots looking for secret items and stuff. Oh my gosh. And you have to help those people. Like, yes, the heroes won the they won the battle against the final boss, but you're the guy who lives in the world that they have like smashed up in the process. So I think that this game is a little bit in that same vein, only you're also the hero who saved the world, but you also have to uh, manage things after. And I think that it is, I think that it is called utter collapse. Okay. Utter collapse. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We did it. That's it. We nailed those games. Yeah, we did. Although I've already stopped the timer, but I realized that we didn't really describe any gameplay mechanic. Oh, I just thought it. collapse. Yeah, I mean, I just figure it's like it's it's like third person. You can move the camera around. You're rock, rocking around, right? Yeah, and it being like third person, like 3D, actually opens up a lot more potential for 
for what because i feel like if it was like a 2d platformer like old mario games or like metroid or something the amount of interaction going down a tower that you would potentially have is very limited yeah whereas if you're like in the tower it's a 3d space you you can do like spiral staircases you can go down you can have like a 3d level and that's more interesting so good 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 idea all right well we did it again we finished it (laughs) um and we finished our podcast for this week so thank you all for listening if you want to find us on social media you can follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok now though we don't have any talks out we haven't ticked any talks (laughs) but if you want to get yeah if you want to get in on it on the ground level before we go absolutely viral you can find us there as well at make that game pod if you want to email us you do have to add that cast so it'll be make that game pod cast at gmail.com and you can please send us anything you think we would like to read so we've got you know if you have game ideas if you have a response to something we've asked or talked about on the show if you have a game that you would like us to honk and bonk um or if you have a couple words you want us to make a game out of we would love to hear them so that's our show thanks for listening and if you heard a game today that you want to bring into this world We encourage you to go out there and make Make that that game. game.